Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. doing this a couple weeks ago and then I just didn't get my act together but then I I finally thought okay if I'm gonna do a one topic episode myself um what can I get enough information out there on and I came up with the a, dead files uh no I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> no I came up with faith healing faith healing faith healing oh boy yeah <laughs> Yeah, strap yourself in, Carol, because this is going to be a treat for you. (laughs) I can't wait. We were just talking about how so many people have just are dying, and I thought, well, maybe this is the appropriate time for this topic. Can they can they um, heal people after they've passed over? You know what's interesting? I didn't put this guy in my story, but there was a guy named I think his name was Waddlesworth or something like that, Samuel Waddlesworth who claimed he could bring people back from the dead. And he was a faith healer back in like the 19th century. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't actually put him in here because he wasn't as relevant as these other people I'm going to talk about. But yeah, they do say that that's a possibility. Did you ever watch the um, series? It got canceled a long, long time ago. Carnival. I remember hearing about it, but I didn't watch it. I loved it. It was about this carnival and this faith healer and he could bring people back from the dead oh, cool. <laughs> it was just really cool it sounds like a show that'd be up my alley yeah it was for spooky sure. faith healing uh began in the united states with a man named phineas p quimby quimby was born in 1802 in new hampshire where he subsequently grew up and became a clockmaker however he ended up falling ill with tuberculosis and much to his chagrin he could not heal from it but he didn't give up and eventually, he did heal from it, Carol. He claimed oh, that <laughs> he claimed that through the power of his mind, he was able to rid himself of TB. Quimby eventually attended a talk on animal magnetism, which, according to the German physician Franz Mesmer, who yes. discovered it, yes, I know him. You know him well, don't you? Yes, because he's mesmerizing. He's the grandfather of hypnosis. Yes, he is. <laughs> he claimed that animal magnetism was a life energy or force that could be used to fight and cure the body of illness. Once Quimby attended this talk, he was hooked. He abandoned his clockmaking business and became a mesmerist. He, he knew there was something to self-healing and he wanted to explore it further. Combined with his new education in mesmerism, he was on his way. He eventually started working with another young man named Lucius Berkman. Quimby and Berkman would travel around the northeastern United States to gatherings of people. Quimby would take Berkman into a trance, and Berkman would be able to diagnose diseases for those in attendance, as well as remedies for their health problems. Even physicians of the time believed that Quimby and Berkman were legit. One physician even wrote in 1843, I have good reason to believe that he, Berkman, can discern the internal structure of an animal body, and if there be anything morbid or defective therein, detect and explain it. End quote. 
quite the feat. Yes, very talented guy. As the two traveled around New England, the reputations took off, and soon they were attracting people from all over wanting to attend their healings. They attributed their success to that of their ability to heal the body with their mind. In fact, it was thought at the time that, quote, Quimby believed that he had rediscovered the healing method of Jesus, end quote. Oh, that's that's pretty hardcore. That's pretty awesome to compare yourself to the (laughs) J-Man. J.C., man. Yep. Eventually, Quimby opened a healing clinic in Portland, Maine, where he treated more than 12,000 people. This is where he met Mary Baker Eddy. I know her, too. Do you? So you know where this is going, right? I can't wait to hear. Mm -hmm. Mary Baker Eddy had suffered from many strange maladies since she was a child, passing out, suffering from fevers and terrible digestion issues and lots Mm -hmm. of other things. And all of these healing treatments she had tried, nothing had worked. Her husband took her to meet Quimby, and in his presence, she began to feel better. She became instantly intrigued in what Quimby was up to. She began having several treatments with him and discussed with him theories of how and why it worked. Quimby tried to convince Mary that he had the ability to heal with his mind, but Mary came to the conclusion that, quote, Quimby's technique depended largely on his vigorous personality and his training in hypnosis rather than on some divine principle, which she sensed lay behind Jesus's healing work, end mm-hmm. quote. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, Mary suffered relapses and was not fully healed by Quimby. She continued to study what he was doing and engage him in debate and conversation. Then one night, Mary went out for a walk and slipped on some ice. She was laid up in bed in terrible pain and internal injuries. In fact, the newspaper accounts at the time suggested she may not even survive. So she sent for her Bible. When she opened it up, she found the following verse, Matthew 9, 2. And behold... They brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. That was from the King James Bible. Okay. Uh, She said, As I read, the healing truth dawned upon my sense, and the result was that I arose, dressed myself, and ever after was in better health than I had before enjoyed. The scripture, according to Mary, had cured her entirely of all of her ills. She felt that the Bible had the ability to heal through God's divine love. After this experience, Mary, an avid writer, sat down to lay out the new theories that she had developed while watching Quimby at work and her own religious healing. She started writing, got heavily involved in the spiritualist movement, Mm -hmm. attended seances, and developed her own abilities at mediumship so that she too could help others. She even started a new church called the Church of Christ Scientist in order to, quote, commemorate the world and works of our master Jesus, which should reinstate primitive Christianity and its lost element of healing, end quote. She also opened a school called the Massachusetts Metaphysical College and where she taught over 800 people to practice the healing of the divine love of Jesus. She established the periodical, the Christian Science Journal, a monthly magazine on Christian healing, The Christian Science Sentinel, a weekly magazine of healing testimonies, and the Herald of Christian Science, another monthly publication. She opened reading rooms in which people could read Bibles and other publications penned by her, eventually becoming the Christian Science Reading Rooms of today, expanding to 1,200 locations. She served as a pastor at the First Church of Christ Scientist in Boston. She founded the Christian Science Publishing Society, and at the young age of 87, 
she founded the Christian Science Monitor, a Pulitzer Prize-winning daily secular newspaper. She's accomplished so much. So much. On top of this, she wrote numerous books, including Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, a bestseller at over 10 million copies sold, and named by the Women's National Book Association as one of the 75 books by women whose words have changed the world. And Mary was named by Smithsonian Magazine as one of 100 most significant Americans of all time. The Smithsonian? Yeah. Said that about her. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's some accolades. That is. The Church of Christian Science, which is still thriving today with over 400,000 members worldwide, has been highly controversial since its inception by Mary Baker Eddy. Mark Twain being one of the best known critics, but today... Instead of focusing on the Christian scientists, we will focus on the idea of healing through divine love itself. What is healing through divine love and is it legit? Yes. What is healing by divine <laughs> love? Holly, please thank do you, tell. Thank you, Carol, for asking that question. Enter in a man named, now I'm going to butcher his name, but that's okay because we're going to change it here in a second. Oh, we okay. are. <laughs> yes. His name is Jehoa Texaria de Faria. Okay, yes. Let's change it yeah. right now. Faria was a Brazilian man who claimed to have the ability to channel at least 70 angels or entities to heal the sick. People would come from around the world to have a meeting with him. He is better known as John of God. Yes. Okay. 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 Oprah's man. Yes. Among those he treated was the famous self-development guru, Wayne Dyer. Mm -hmm. I love Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer told Oprah Winfrey in an interview years before his death that he was put in touch with John of God after he had been diagnosed with leukemia. He said that he experienced a psychic surgery for his cancer through distance healing from John of God. He didn't really know what to make of it. They told him that John of God would do the surgery and then afterwards he would need to go to bed for at least 24 hours. So after the quote-unquote surgery was finished, Wayne said that he felt no different than he had before. So he got up and he went for a walk. He said he wasn't too far along when he collapsed. He could not even move. His body was exhausted. He was able to get back home where he climbed into bed and he slept for about 24 hours. When he awoke, he said he felt much better. He said that he ended up with a scar that completely disappeared two weeks later. So when Wang was finally able to get back to his doctors, they told him his cancer was in remission. He credits John of God for healing him at that time. Another man named Juan Carlos traveled to Brazil from his home in Colombia to see John of God about his terrible eyesight. John uh, Carlos suffered from a condition called keratoconus. 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 K-E-R-A-T-O-C-O-N-U-S. Keratoconus. Um, this caused his corneas to thin, resulting in extremely blurry vision. I wonder if that's what's going on with me. <laughs> Maybe. Do you have thin <laughs> corneas? After receiving treatment by John of God, he said that his eyesight was 80% better and was getting better daily. John of God was so popular that, like you said, even Oprah Winfrey herself went down to Brazil to pay a visit. Prior to Oprah's visit, one of her staff writers for O Magazine, a woman named Susan Casey, went to Brazil to see if John of God could help her heal her grief from the loss of her father. She said that being with John of God, quote, was like I was floating, end quote. Casey even claims she was able to speak to her deceased father, and it gave her complete confidence that her father was okay. 
Casey said she did not go down to Brazil thinking this would give her closure and that she was just going to be neutral about the whole thing. However, she walked away a believer knowing that John of God had helped her heal her grief. Another person that went to see John of God was a Harvard Medical School psychiatrist named Jeff Reddigger. He was deeply skeptical of John of God's abilities, but after going to John of God's healing center to observe, he found that he was bleeding from a small incision in the middle of his torso that he had no idea how he got. It was like stigmata, he said. Oh, weird. He was astounded and he walked away huh. a changed man. He told Oprah that after his experience with John of God, he feels much more interested in developing a spiritual practice. Red Digger believes that we humans are much more important and have much more meaning than we have even the slightest clue about. He attributes his experience with John of God for opening him up to the spiritual side. When Oprah went to Brazil to visit John of God, she also interviewed several people about their quote-unquote surgeries and how they felt John of God had helped them. However, Carol, I was unable to locate this episode because in 2018, John of God was accused of hundreds of allegations of sexual abuse, rape, and pedophilia. Yeah, I was going to wait for you to bring that up because I knew <laughs> yeah. I knew you probably were going to cover this, yes. um, that yes. he kind of fell from his tower of esteem right so um, he has crazy yeah he has since been sentenced to over 63 years in prison in brazil oprah of course had that episode removed from the internet so i cannot see what her interview subjects had to say about him but now there are some theories out there though that the brazilians did not like that john of god was doing this nor did they believe in his powers they wanted a way to shut him down so they had these accusations created just to get rid of him uh, 16 Minutes Australia also did a segment on John of God, I think just before the majority of the allegations came out about him because he was still doing his healing work at the time. Mm -hmm. They interviewed people who had traveled to Brazil to receive a healing from him, only to be disappointed and said he was a total sham. The 60 Minute news crew tried to call him out during an interview, but John of God just got up and walked away. I kind of always wondered about him as well because, you know, I used to follow Benny Hinn. Do you remember I don't him? know who that is. He no. was a faith healer. Yeah. And um, when Wayne Dyer died, he died of cancer. And I always was kind of wondering, like, did he go to faith healers? Did he try and help himself with, because he was such a positive person, yeah. motivator. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Um, so it, to me, it just... I wonder how much of um, John's work of people who went to see him thought it worked and then the cancer came back. Yeah, I wonder, that's that. I wonder that too, because like with uh, Mary Baker Eddy, she said that um, Quimby made her feel better, but right. it didn't ultimately heal her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So was John a God a true healer that indeed channeled these angelic entities or was he a sexual predator who actually abused a lot of women and doesn't really heal anybody. He just uses a bunch of parlor tricks, which is something he was accused of doing as well. Mm -hmm. um, just to point out, John of God never charged anyone for their healings, and he never encouraged anyone to stop taking their medications or to stop listening to their doctors. So if you're actually a faith healer and you're confident in what you're doing, you would think you would say, yeah, yeah, you don't need that drugs anymore. You don't need to listen to your doctors anymore. But he didn't. He did not charge people for his service, but he did sell blessed bottles of water and he sold supplements to people. And they believe that just those sales alone got him millions of dollars. So he did make money off of it on the um, periphery. 
So, um, and then to watch some of the videos of him doing his psychic surgeries, like he takes, like he'll, he'll take a pair of scissors and he'll shove it up into your nasal cavity oh and jar it around in there. He, he'll do surgeries without like any anesthetic. Yeah. Up your nose. I know. He'll do like an anest. He'll do surgeries without any um, anesthesia. He'll just go right in there and start working. It's crazy. What? He, but he had millions of people would come. Maybe not millions, but hundreds of thousands of people would come see him for healing. And finally, we have a Dr. Isom Namey. Um, he does not have the scandalous background that John of God has. He's actually an acupuncturist who currently lives in Ohio. Dr. Namey, much like Mary Baker Eddy, believes that healing happens through the divine love of God. I would argue that John of God would submit that too, always saying that he was not the healer, but the healing was being done by the entities through him. Dr. Namey was born in Syria. He has claimed to have supernatural experiences since the time of his birth in which he can remember everything. No. That's what he says. He can remember everything. He can remember well, his birth. He's not human. He's an alien. He said he could recall the overwhelming sadness he felt when he was born because he felt separate from God. He said, when you're born, you are still connected to God. But when you take your first breath, the ego begins and hence the sense of disconnection happens. He was so sad. He claims that God came to him and told him he could choose to go back and be with God or stay on earth, but that God preferred he stay on earth. So Naomi decided to stay, but he said to God, please don't let me forget about our connection. He said that God told him he would not forget. When Naomi was about 14, he said he was shown a vision for his future in which he would be healing the sick through his connection to God. When he was older, he actually started going to college for electrical engineering because he was fascinated with electronics and how electrical connections and currents worked. He eventually switched over to medicine and studied anesthesia. He has a couple of brothers who are also doctors. He eventually ended up in the United States and left anesthesia for acupuncture therapy. So he worked as a doctor in anesthesia for a while. I should point that out. And so his me- his dramatic memory of every little event, including his birth, mm-hmm. he attests that to, to a miracle that God gave him that memory. He does. Okay. He says he's very connected to God and that divine love and purpose for humankind he he is in tune with that he he feels that he knows that he knows what god's divine plan is for humanity which is interesting um so he eventually ended up in the united states and he left anesthesia for acupuncture therapy he developed many methods using an electrical acupuncture where he treats people through the meridian lines of the body using electricity he also prays for his patients while he treats them with his acupuncture He said that the spiritual healing happens through the quantum field, but it's not enough to have faith or intention. You must have and be connected to love. He said that it's this divine love that connects us and binds us all together. And that is what he is tapping into to heal people. Interesting. If a patient is not open to love or has been cut off from it psychologically, his job is to help them open back up so that they can receive the healing. He said that they have been able to measure the healing frequencies given off during the healing sessions in the quantum field to show scientifically that it is working and something is actually happening. So Dr. Namey holds healing events, but he typically charges about $100 per ticket, which he donates back to the churches for hosting the events. So he does not charge for the healing themselves, just Mm -hmm. for the venue. 
He does not guarantee anybody that they will be healed because he simply can't know if it would work for everyone. So Dr. Naimi has been on Dr. Oz years ago. The audience was filled with people who claimed that Dr. Naimi had healed them. One woman had gone to see him because she was coughing up blood. Her doctors had discovered a mass on her lung that they were worried could be cancer. So she went to see Dr. Naimi and he was able to treat her in his office. He said that as he was working on her, she kept breathing in more and more air. She could feel her lung healing in real time. When she returned to her doctors, they were bewildered. The mass on her lung had disappeared. Dr. Oz pointed out to her that it could have just been an infection that just cleared up on its own. But you can tell this woman was like, nah, Dr. Naomi healed me. (laughs) (laughs) Another woman sitting on stage was a doctor herself. And she had been told she had a deadly disease called idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. It's a condition in which the lungs become scarred and you can no longer breathe. Typically, your life expectancy is two to five years. This doctor was diagnosed with this disease, but then she went to see Dr. Naimi. After getting treatment from him for her lungs, they completely cleared up, including the scar tissue that had already developed in her lungs. Wow, that's amazing. She said, quote, Western medicine can do a lot of things, but it can't reverse scar tissue. My Mm -hmm. scar tissue was reversed. So then a woman who works for a local affiliate, WXYZ in Detroit, covered the story of five different men, Carol, all battling life-ending sickness and how Dr. Naomi changed their lives. One man had lost the majority of his sight in an accident. His wife had encouraged him to go see Dr. Naomi, but he put it off for years. Finally, Dr. Naomi was at a church close to his town, so he decided to go give it a shot. He said within hours of receiving the healing, he called his wife screaming, I can see, I can see. His eyesight had returned almost entirely. He could not believe it. So cool. I know. Another we got to book a trip. I know, right? Like right I, now. I, we need a serious illness that we could take to him and see what happens. Hey, my eyesight. That's I know. serious. That's no, true. We both have bad eyesight. I That's know. a good idea. So another man suffering from cancer said that he felt like warm water was rubbed against his chest when Dr. Naomi treated him. He, too, felt like the cancer was leaving his body during the healing. Doctors confirmed that he was right. His cancer was gone. Another man with an aggressive brain tumor went to see Dr. Naomi and said, quote, The moment he touched me, my body got warm and my head started to hurt. End quote. <laughs> Several days later, when he returned to his doctors, they told him that his tumor was gone. He was so blown away that he took his good friend, who had stage four throat cancer, to see Dr. Naomi. Now, this month, this guy only had months to live, and I would argue that he had less time than that because they showed a photo of him during the segment where he was skinny and gaunt. He looked, he looked oh. like he was about to die. After seeing Dr. Naomi, his throat cancer disappeared, and he is thriving again today and back to a healthy weight. How many years ago was that? Um, well, I know the lady that had the fibrosis in her lungs. That was in 95. And the Dr. Oz show, I'm not exactly sure when it aired. I want to say 2014. That's so wild. It's, st- it's sticking. It's sticking. Yeah. Um, so they interviewed those two men together, and they both look like they are in excellent health now. Another man suffering from pituitary tumors said his healing felt like a magnet pulling on his head. He oh, my too, God. Yeah. He said he, too, got very hot. A few weeks later, his doctor walked in to see him, threw his paperwork in the air, and said, where did the tumors go? As I was watching a podcast interview Dr. Naomi did with a guy named Ben Greenfield, Ben told Dr. Naomi that he had numbness in his thumb. 
Dr. Naomi was explaining to Ben that he had found a molecule that can reconnect nerves that had been severed. Huh. Mm -hmm. To demonstrate this, Dr. Naomi started working on Ben's thumb. Ben said he could feel something happening in his thumb. Dr. Naomi was not actually touching his thumb. He was kind of out here with his hand, saying the further away he got, the better the healing, which is kind of interesting. And I guess that's how... Uh, distance healing works because it's in the quantum field yes that's um in biofeedback they can do that through distant healing yeah they they say they can yeah it's hard to believe that yeah well and so ben's like yeah there's i can feel something happening in my thumb like you can feel it um so dr namey is still doing this work and we will definitely put a link to his website in our show notes but if you want to write it down it's just www.pathtofaith.com and so anyway that's my story on faith healing so but you know too they say that when you're exposed to something that is a higher vibration than you are you can pick up that energy and use it in your life that some psychics have had near-death experiences where they've encountered angels and that Mm -hmm. angelic energy they get exposed to it And they're able to use that energy for themselves to do psychic work or do psychic healing. So I I think that's true. I know when you're around people, you get influenced by their energy and their thoughts and thinking, and you take on some of what they are. So I think what's going on here with Dr. Naomi, maybe John of God, um, maybe even Mary Baker Eddy, they were exposed to something higher than they, higher vibrationally than they are. And they were able to use and channel that energy to help other people. That's a good observation, I think. Um, one thing I was thinking about when I was listening to your story is, you know, just how placebos work and not to discredit faith healers. Right, but a right. lot of times, if you hold on to the faith of somebody else that believes so badly that they can heal you, you want to believe it so much um, right. in something that you you are eventually just healing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense. Because yeah. you you're holding on to that higher thought, that higher more vibration. positive yes. feeling. Yes. Especially because many people believe a lot of sickness is repressed emotions. Yeah. And um long-term anger or fear or other low vibrational things that then eventually causes um, disease in right. the body over, right. you know, over long periods of time of, yeah. in that state. Yeah. So um, fascinating. I love to hear stories like this. Yeah. And it gives you hope. And, and mm-hmm. you know, they're like, wow, maybe, um, you know, this guy, he's in Cleveland, Dr. Namey. And yeah, he's been on a lot of national shows. He's gotten a lot of attention. If you go onto his website under testimonials, there's tons of testimonials from people who say they've saved his life. He saved their life, I mean. Um, Just that he's, you know, and he can do it distance-wise. And he just says, I'm just... He goes, I'm so connected into God. He won't even read other books. Like, he won't read anything that will change his faith away from what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Because he's afraid anything that will take away from the purity of the thought of what he believes and what he's able to do could damage his ability to heal. And does he believe that other people can be taught this um, healing as well or just him? So um, he is developing some different magnets and other protocols that he believes he can infuse with that energy and heal people on a more massive scale. Um, I'm assuming that is something that can be taught. 
So he's the guy that does the acupuncture, yeah, right? He does the acupuncture with like a TENS unit type of thing. Okay, because one of the best acupuncture treatments I ever got, um, this was back in Colorado, and I know a lot of acupuncturists out there don't do this mm-hmm. um, because, you know, they, they're not going to do praying over the needles or anything like that. So when I went to my first acupuncturist, I'm like, you're not going to pray over the needles, are you? Because that's weird. And the lady laughed and she goes, no, but it's in the same sense what we're doing is we're going to lay um, this light blanket over you and run electricity through it. So that energy goes through the needles in all the meridian lines of your body. Right. And I will tell you, Holly, I had a really bad back then. Uh-huh. Um, I fell a lot when I was young skating and I yeah. had a lot of scar tissue build up and yeah. they were like, nothing's going to help scar tissue. Yeah. Um, you just have an, a bad back. Right. And these uh, needles, when they sent the energy through there, I didn't need a chiropractor for like 20 years. Oh, wow. After that. That's incredible. I had no back issues That's for amazing. like 20 years. Wow. And it Praise was, Jesus. Yes. It was <laughs> It was so amazing. And I didn't even really believe in it. Yeah. But they were channeling energy through these needles through the meridian lines. Yes, that's what he's doing. And, you know, some people do it through prayer. Some Mm -hmm. people do it through electricity. I think he does both. I think he does both the electricity and prayer. But in a lot of the footage I've seen, he's just at a church and people walk up to him and he just kind of puts his hands out and he just channels into him. There's no acupuncture involved. So he can do both. He can do both. That's so cool. Yeah. And I, I know... Oprah is the golden ticket. If you want fame and you right. want fortune, yeah. you just have to have her endorse you. Right. And so, Oprah, if you're listening to us now. Um. <laughs> I'm sure you are, Oprah. I'm sure you have nothing better to do than to listen to. I'm sure you're waiting by your computer every Tuesday for our next episode. Did, did I tell you I sent her? I, I, I one time I sent a um, hypnosis CD to her that I recorded and no. I sent it to her. never heard anything oh, back. Really? But, That's uh, yeah. so surprising. Yeah, I know. <laughs> She's in her stack of like oh, right. thousands of letters yeah. and mail. It's, it's so in a funny. box somewhere. Yeah. In her archives, probably. Find me in the year 2020. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Anyway, well, that's it for Faith Healing. I love it. Thanks cool. so much, Holly. Thank you. It was a great episode. Thank you so much. And you guys take care. We'll see you next time. Take care. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I heard, I I heard she got all quimbly inside. Oh, stop. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the newspaper accounts at the time suggested she made blah, blah, blah. Oh, there's a good blooper for you, Josh. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> bloop, bloop. I'm going to add some of my own. Oh, good, good. I'm writing down these Bible verses yeah. so I can heal myself, Holly. <laughs> As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts, and all dolls are definitely haunted. Hey guys, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Fireside Phantoms. If you have a spooky story you would like to share with us, send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com, and you may hear it on a future episode.